This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. Kia ora koutou. As you all know, we're still under COVID restrictions and our Palmerston North City Council is still beavering away with business, not quite as usual. Our Mayor Grant Smith is here today to bring us a delayed report on business matters. So welcome back, Grant. Yeah, kia ora tato. And uh, look, I uh, just want to acknowledge uh, Māori Language Week as well. So uh, lovely to be here. All right. So firstly, what lockdown halts were necessary this year? Oh, look, it was, an, it was a different playing field to last time. Um, one, we were better prepared, which was fantastic. But also um, the levels have, because of Delta, has different um, uh, safety levels. So level two um, with more restrictions, if you'd like to call it. In saying that, though, uh, it was really encouraging to see um, commercial business, especially um, out and about, uh, doing what it could do in uh, level three and then into level two. So um, council has uh, continued all of its essential work, but we're now... Um, with safety measures again in place and level two being able to carry out um, work as we need to, whether it be um, roading, um, recycling, um, our mowing of our um, reserves, um, just basically business as usual but with a new lens on. So as as this has been recorded, hopefully we've only got one more week. So when it's it's aired, it'll hopefully all be over and we'll be back to level one. So um, what events were posted or cancelled this time around? Well, that's the sector that has been absolutely in turmoil. So I might you know I really do feel for anybody in the event sector. It it's the uncertainty too of when things are going to come back. Um, you know, again, while we're talking, really hearts go out to Auckland. Um, it's going to be quite a lot of pain as we come out of this because, of course, you don't just come out of level four into level one. You've got a transitioning down period. So, unfortunately, Auckland is in lockdown for another, at least another month, possibly longer. That will have quite a detriment effect to the economy um, right throughout the country and the ripple effects will, will be felt here. Uh, fortunately, Palmerston North has its own boom going on at the moment. Uh, but events have been disrupted. We've seen the theatres. So the Regent Theatre, big big seat theatre, 1,500 seats, is our most affected. Uh, the Globe, um, some of our other facilities like Tamanua, Square Edge uh, and alike, it takes a while for them to come back to uh, full steam, but they can operate you know, in, with smaller numbers. Level two is very hard with only 50 people, or effectively 49 people, so there's not much you can do in that space. Uh, but look, as you say, let's hope we get to level one. Um, you know, there hasn't been a COVID case in Palmerston or City ever, um, and we, in this certainly in this lockdown um, period, we've, we've done very well. And people are getting tested and vaccinated, which is the main thing. So hopefully we don't get any silly people like those Auckland ones who went to Wanaka. <laughs> 
Yes, well, enough said there. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, um, yes, I can I can imagine if that if you'd been the mayor, you would have been saying much the same as what the one down there said. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We, yeah, we hope to keep it free, and if we don't all do our part, then and um, it may prove to be a different scenario. So we've had lots of events postponed or cancelled, um, and I guess we had that last year. It's been a bit hard to remember how long it was last year, um, around about the same time, perhaps? Yeah, it was, Anne. Um, probably with the, the, there are much more stronger conditions or restrictions now, so um, we could get, we got the Regent Theatre back up and running, we would be running now, but we can't this time because it's 49 people or under 50 uh, last time it was under 100 and we could split the theatre into four um, spots. So that meant that Sister Act, which was the musical that was on at the time, could come back. And then there was some other shows that they could bring back. Um, this time it's very different and it is hard for um, theatre or events. It's also very hard for hospitality. Um, they don't make any money. Um, it's just it's minimising losses. And the accommodation sector uh, as well. So... Retail probably in the mix there as well. So you've got um, probably the shop window a bit broken again, um, but I'm confident the city is robust enough to, to bounce back. Right. So um, council activities, you said, went on um, sort of as usual. It had slowed down a bit, I guess. Yeah, well, we couldn't with recycling. Give you an example. With, all again, all the restrictions and safety measures, recycling was collected, but it was basically um, uh, put to the waste because we couldn't sort it. Um, for fear of infection. So all of those small little things add up. Fortunately now we've got the uh, recycling line back on on uh, uh, going again operation, and yeah. uh, in operation and everything is as much to usual as we possibly can there. So uh, you said you're a bit more prepared this year obviously than you were last year. So what um, improvements are there? Could you say that there are situations... Well, our food banks all got together, you know, it's, I hate to say it, but it's a competitive environment even with the food, and they all got together and we had a central food bank. Uh, all our all our social services were better prepared. Um, our, our iwi and Pacifica um, communities, our multicultural communities, everyone was better prepared. It didn't mean to say there was no need or welfare needs, but we were didn't see the huge spikes that we had last time where people basically got caught out. Well, I, I noticed a big difference um, in, on my walks where uh, last year the, the, it was just quiet and you could walk down the middle of the road now, but there just seemed to be a lot more traffic this time around than there was in level four. Yeah, well, we are the essential worker capital of New Zealand. So if you look at the MIQ facilities around the country, uh, 90% of their staff are coming from Palmerston North or the Manawatu. So that's your New Zealand Defence Force personnel um, and hats off to the services they've provided to the country. Uh, also, our food production, our food manufacturing, our food distribution and transportation, uh, but also our health workers. Uh, this is a health um, regional hub as well. So there were thousands of people probably working this time uh, more than there was in the first lockdown, Anne. Oh, right. So uh, um, I, I noticed also the uh, number of people uh, out walking didn't seem to be as many this time around. Um, it, it's, well, just personal observations. It didn't seem to be uh, the same as last year, I, I guess, because it 
we'd been there, done that, it <laughs> made a difference. Perhaps. Yeah, and also the weather. I mean, last time we were in a in a balmy sort of uh, uh, autumn, um, and it was uh, very settled weather. Um, the weather wasn't bad this time, but it was a, you know we're in the middle of winter basically. So, but different. And also, I didn't notice as many teddies in windows. I only noticed a couple, but <laughs> anyway, and not that that was essential or anything like that. So listeners um, have expressed some concerns. So um, can we have an update, please, on the parking review situation? So we have a paper coming to the Finance Committee. So we had about 3,000 submissions um, through the process of whether we uh, the officer's recommendation of increasing the hours or if we pulled back. Uh, I'd have to say it was around a 90, 95% um, keep it as it is. Um, so we've got to go through that process and debate that so uh, will, next week. Sorry, will Sundays be kept separate? As, as a separate so no decision's been made yet, and the submissions only closed last week. Um, but as I said, um, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to realise that the public um, don't want the hours to change. So, so that's um, so you're not separating out the evening ones and the um, Sunday ones oh, my as pers- two separate issues. No, my personal opinion is we keep them as they are. I never was a, uh, an advocate for changing them, um, but as I said, the officer's recommendation was um, it got um, uh, it managed to get through, um, and uh, that's when we put the with the huge public backlash we. Um, we increased the hours, uh, sorry, we increased the cost, uh, but we put the hours on the back burner and asked for further feedback. We've just got that feedback. As I said, it's 95% against, but we still have to decide that, and that is, a, that is an all-of-council decision. It's just not the mayor. Um, but, <laughs> I w- I, but I would say we'd be rather foolish not to listen to our, our, um, our residents. Not like government sometimes take a referendum and then take no notice of the routes. <laughs> so, um, and is is there a possible date that we can expect a decision? Yes, it's next Wednesday um, at the Finance and Audit Committee. Okay, so we should be hearing about that by the time this is aired. It, sh- it should all be out and about that this is the decision. Cool. So cycle lanes, that's another bone of contention and as you said it was for you personally as well because you said they arrived overnight unbeknownst to the council. So um, are these plant boxes moving um, uh, and when and where if if you know? Yeah, so look, I've tried to get some information and look, um, this is an NZTA trial so the city is, is a partner in it of course but um, we're just the, the smaller... Uh, entity, a smaller part of the entity. Um, look, there's been it's been a trial, and it has created quite a lot of um, feedback, both um, positive, um, but I'd have to say majority negative. Look, it has been successful in the in the sense that um, it, you know it it, it sort of do, do we need some separation um, for people in a busy highway environment that are on cycles? And I'd have to say yes, we what we do. But perhaps the the planter box uh, mechanism, which is quite quite a new and different way of treating separation um, from what you call the more traditional rumble strips or um, plastic poles, which you see in main metropolitan cities uh, around New Zealand and in fact the world. So it, it um, 
Are they being removed? I believe there's a report coming up from officers um, to uh, councillors. Um, will they be moved? I'm unsure. Um, and uh, are there plans for other site lanes? Well, we've got Summerhill being done at the moment. Um, and I would hope that we're not going to go down the planter box route there. So is, is that outside It's outside the council? It, it, um, it's been done by Waka Kotahi, is yeah. that correct? So um, Waka Kotahi, the New Zealand Transport Agency, fund the trial, but our officers carry it out. So it is very much in the sense, do we say, has it been successful? Do we stop it? Do we move it? That's all coming back to us, and I believe in the coming weeks. So we're probably a couple of weeks early to... Um, to really understand where that's going. Um, but look, I've got my personal views on it. and uh, But I, I've got to be respectful that, um, you know, I've got some councillors that love it as well. So, um, you know, and I've got some councillors that don't like it. So we've just got to find a happy balance. I think there there is a middle ground there somewhere, um, but I don't think it is, is uh, planter boxes everywhere. And, and the inner city, um, like College Street, is now practically a... Um a parking less street. Um, are there any plans for any other streets to be treated similarly? Yeah, there is. There is, and uh, uh, there is a, um, a an urban cycleway plan. And I encourage um, listeners to um, get that out of the council website and have a look. That prioritises where streets are to be um, uh, made cycle more cycle friendly. Um, so Summerhill is the next one. Um, Again, um, uh, there'll be some uh, challenges there. Um, there's been removal of parks already, and we've got some very unhappy businesses up there. Um, and then the other one, is, which will create more angst, I'm sure, will be Featherston Street. Oh, right, yes, because that's a, like um, College Street is a very busy highway, so to speak. Yeah. And look, I just think um, we've all got to take this in balance, um, including the cycling um, brigade. Is just we've we've got to find a way that we can do this uh, that brings everybody along for the journey, rather than being a real winner and and a real loser. So again, they go to the Palmerston North City Council website yes. and then go to it's it's the if you Google or Google if you search for the uh, urban cycleway plan. Urban cycleway plan. Right, well, that's interesting, and I guess people will be thinking, oh, no, or Featherston people might be thinking, I don't want to live in this street now if yeah. they're going to do Look, that. Look, it <laughs> was consulted on, um, but like a lot of these things, um, only the very um, uh, involved uh, submit, and uh, before we know it, we, we have a, um, a whole lot of changes being made. So it is sometimes quite hard to turn that back, um, and uh, look... Again, I, I say that does need to be some changes made. We do need to become more cycle-friendly, but it's just uh, figuring how we go about that rather than just um, basically uh, parks there one day and then go on the next. Um, so that's why we indented quite a few down College Street to give some relief to uh, residents. Um, and look, by and large, that's been relatively successful. Um, but Ferguson, sorry, uh, Featherston Street will be a harder one to do. Well, there's a lot more. Um, uh, uh, well, there's a school and businesses up one end, 
So is it is it proposed that it will go all the way right through to the to Rovini? I haven't or I haven't, I haven't seen the exact plan, but right. Well, uh, I is, need to have a look. Yeah, there. it <laughs> is a, it is a, it is an arterial route, and as you said, not only for um, cars and and. Um, motor vehicles and freight, um, but for people, you know, for bikes and that as well. You're right, there's schools on it, but the College Street had five schools connected to it as well. But it was more residential College Street, whereas Featherston has a mix, as you say, of everything. Right. So, um, and talking about cyclists, there was recently a rumour that surfaced that the Gorge Road could possibly become an official cycle and or pedestrian way. So is that likely? And if... So who decides? So again, our friends at um, Waka Kotahi, the New Zealand Transport Agency, uh, they look after that. They are designated to look after, as a, as a controlling roading authority, look after that piece of former road. Um, look, personally, I think it's, it's, it'd be a great call to bring it back, and I've always been um, a little bit more pushy on the subject of trying to get that back for um, cyclists and walkers. Um, there is an element of enter at your own risk, but there is on every track in New Zealand. So it's it, the transport agency don't really have an appetite to do it themselves, um, but it may be something that the Palmerston City Council um, and Tarua District Council jointly do together. I think it could be fantastic. It could be world class. So, um, well, obviously, without all the rumble of all the machines and the, the traffic and everything might make a difference because, well, unless you've got thousands of people running or walking at the same time, you won't get the, the vibrations, etc., which caused the, well, partly caused um, the landslides. Yeah, well, it's interesting because, I mean, if you go back in time, um, all of that, they call it Kerry's Wall, and all of that um, slip should have all slid into the gorge. But none of it has yet. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's still dangerous. Don't get me wrong. I think there is some risk there. Um, but uh, as you say, without having all the heavy traffic through there, and it hasn't been happen, happening for years, um, that there might be a possibility of um, safely uh, making that a, um, a cycling and pedestrian route. Right. So if that were the case, would Waka Kotahi not... Um do a cycle pathway uh, uh, alongside the new Hawke's Bay route? No, they've committed to that and that's all part and parcel of the design and the construction and they've already started. So that will still continue. I think there's, that's a bit more of a um, a more mainstream, um, you know, hard-out cyclist route. Um, there's going to be some fantastic viewing spots too. So I, th- I think there's, an, there's a really good case to have both. The gorge is a bit more of a naturalist, a bit more um, you get a different feel um, being on the ground. I haven't walked all of it, but I've walked some of it, um, and it is you get quite an amazing uh, view than, and, and feeling than you did travelling via a motor vehicle. Right, well, you've got time to look, not when you're driving around those <laughs> corners anyway, it may, it's a bit different. So what's the progress on the Hawke's Bay route? Presumably that had to be curtailed during COVID Level 4? Um, yes and no. Um, they stopped during Level 4, but they were well back into things in Level 3, again, with all those safety measures in place. So I've been very impressed, actually. Um, this alliance, which includes our local iwi, but also Fulton Hogan Heb Construction, and uh, others has really done well in um, moving earth and getting a good start on the road. They're slightly ahead of schedule, um, and 
they are well into uh, the first big cut, which is quite visible um, from Ashurst and the, and the main highway. Uh, and, you know, I'm hopefully we'll be able to go and have a look myself in the next couple of weeks when we get down to level one. Right. So, um, and what's council's contribution to this Hawke's Bay route? We are we were one of the consenting authorities. Um, it is a national project, so um, it's very much run by Wellington and the alliance that's been set up to construct the road. So, we're a, we're a partner uh, or a stakeholder, I should say. Um, but we're not really the, um, the driving, uh, the driving part, yeah. force of it. So, and now to the ring road route. So where exactly are they and what progress? And is it dependent on anything? Yeah, so we've still dependent on what's happening with the, um, certainly around that Bunnythorpe, Ashurst, um, Bunnythorpe connections, what is happening with the Kiwi Rail um, uh, hub, freight hub decision. Uh, that is, at the moment, uh, before the um, commissioners hearing started up again today, actually, um, and so we uh, we have to wait a little bit to see where that all sits. But uh, Waka Kotahi, the transport agency, um, have started uh, looking at the planning of where things are going. Again, it's staged. Um, so your um, Kairanga Bunnythorpe line, your Ashurst um, uh, Bunnythorpe Road. Uh, State, State Highway um, uh, 57, um, Fitzherbert East Road and uh, Rongatia Road all with a down, new downstream bridge all need to be factored into this. They'll be doing it, in, doing it in stages. It'll become a lot clearer once we know what's happening with the hub. So people will be able to drive through there um, and then take a detour off onto regular routes and that sort of thing? or Yeah, it's going to be very much like... Um, Diversion roads, um, you know, if you could imagine Taupo, where you go around the side of Taupo if you're going up north, um, or you can travel into the middle of Taupo. It's going to be that sort of level of um, freight road. Remembering a lot of these roads exist already, um, they'll be widened um, and and designated as a a preferred freight road. So on the other other side... um Traffic will be go, um, still going down a country road or a drive or whatever it's called? Uh, Summer Hill, y- yes, 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 remembering that as a state highway. Um, so uh, there'll still be, there'll have to be some improvements made um, and that's that's why it is quite a difficult um, uh, designation and, and, and master plan. Uh, they're existing roads and uh, sometimes greenfield roads are actually easier to do because you can get in, build the road and then open it. Uh, they're having to improve things why it's still taking traffic and it takes time. Right, especially as, well, when we get back to level one, there's, there's an extraordinary amount of traffic on that road. So um, Freight Hub and, as you said, it, it's in the process now of, of um, being discussed, etc. Um, yes, there's been submissions in front of the commissioners. So uh, John Masson, who's a well-known Barrister in, in, in Wellington now, uh, but also formerly of Palmerston North, is chairing that um, commissioner group. They ha- the hearings have been taking place just before COVID lockdown, so they're hearing um, submitters for and against um, council uh, and uh, the regional council and uh, other businesses will be submitting um, in the coming days. Um, so we've heard a lot of the... Um, how would I say it, more um, 
negative um, submitters. Um, right. But, but of course, there was a, a vast amount of um, positive submitters which have yet to hear, hear their voice, voices heard. So um, how, how does this affect people? Is, is it sort of like um, in the old days where, where the um, land was purloined or taken or whatever word you want to use for it um, because they said, right, we're going to put a railway here or we're going to do this, that or the other thing? Is, is that sort of still applicable? Well, look, that's the old way of doing things. I mean, again, this is Kiwi Rail's process, not the city's. Um, but you would hope there would be willing buyer, willing seller. Um, that's not going to happen in all cases, obviously. Um, in any any designation of where they want to put something, um, there's always going to be some challenges around not in my backyard. Um, and remembering that Bunnythorpe has been an industrial village um, for a while s- yes. since time mm-hmm. began. So... Uh, it is. It, I can understand the angst of people, and certainly some of those that have moved there, thinking the quiet, That's quiet nice lifestyle country, yes. for, forever. Um, but forgetting that you know rail has been there for a century and a half. Uh, the electricity department for nearly a century. Uh, Glaxo was started there, and others. So it's um, it has always had that, and it has been in the planning mix for or well, nearly almost a decade and a half. Right. So. Um, it, it's really trying to find a balance. Um, yes, the Public's Work Act could be used, um, but all government departments now know that that's the last resort material because it it, um, it creates a whole lot of angst and, and anxiety for everybody concerned. So um, have I understood that New Zealand Rail will be purchasing the land where they're going to put this freight hub? Well, the, the rail bit. Um, so well, what will happen to the land that they're currently on? Do they own that? or? Yes, they do. The Crown own that, uh, or, or through um, through Kiwi Rail. So they'll be looking to repurpose that. They'll still have the main trunk line will come through there, and the spur will, 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 will um, head up, as it does now, um, up Railway Road. Um, they'll just be moving all their shunting yards, their, um, uh, their container village, um, their um, fuel dumps, um, the their maintenance and workshops, um, and alike. Uh, so that means there's be quite a big corridor of land right in the middle of um, Train Avenue, Milson. There, there'll still be an element of s- s- some some Kiwi Rail presence there, but it won't be as huge as it is. So they'll look to probably repurpose that. It could it could make um, extra industrial land. Uh, some of it's contaminated, but it will need to be. Uh, you know, there'll be a, a level of remediation there, but it could make great land for housing as well. So um, will that mean that the city council or whatever would buy it and then build on it? or Look, that's an option. That's developers an option. or whatever. Yeah, there'll be, I'm sure, look, it won't be all of us. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it'll... it'll um, I'm sure that... <laughs> put it this way, it won't be sitting idle, I don't think, for for long. No, well, there'd be complaints, I guess, if there were, because there's housing which we're going to look at. We're almost out of time, so we'll be looking at that in the next program, um, housing, because we didn't get to that in our last round. So thank you very much again. If you were just a half a minute, what last? any last comment? Oh, look, I think all this transportation um, planning and that's going on at the moment is, is growing pains for the city. Um, it, it happened in the 60s and and uh, earlier, so we're just going through another phase. Uh, uh, but it is onward and upward, and, and it will make Palmerston North a better place. Right, so we look forward to seeing you again next week when we hear about the housing. Kia ora.
support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.